Welcome back to Catch-Ups in My Kitchen with me, Georgia Simmons, the founder of Greedy Vegan. This is the podcast where we talk all things food, plant-based food, non-plant-based food, and everything in between. This podcast means so much to me and Greedy Vegan. So if you enjoy this episode, please, please like, share, and subscribe. I hope you're hungry as there is a lot cooking in this conversation. Welcome back to episode eight. I can't believe how quickly these weeks are going. So this week I'm joined by Holly, who is a nutritionist and is here to answer some of the most common queries when it comes to plant-based alternatives. Whilst also talking about the importance of thinking about your protein intake when on a plant-based diet. We go on and on and on about protein whilst being plant-based and I think Holly really highlights here why it is so important and why people do go on about it so much. Holly also shares some really super useful pieces of advice. For example, did you know that you had to keep spirulina in the fridge in order for it to be effective? I definitely didn't. So there is so much juicy information in this 30 minute episode, which I think you're going to absolutely love. So let's jump straight in. Okay, so I'm really excited to have Holly here. It's taken us a while to finally get here with COVID and all sorts, but we're finally, finally here to talk about nutrition, which I think is really important when it comes to plant-based. Everyone's always got a lot of questions, so I thought it'd be great to get Holly here to answer some of those. But before we do, I want to ask the quick fire questions I ask everyone, just so we can get to know you or the listeners can get to know you a bit more. So, pizza or pasta? definitely pasta sweet or savory Mm, it's really hard to pick one I think a mixture of both okay pick one so are you a sweet and salty popcorn (laughs) person exactly (laughs) that's exactly what I was thinking uh juicy burger or overloaded salad overloaded salad actually yeah I'm the same rice or noodles noodles good one and what is your favorite delivery Oh, a poke bowl. Yes, good one. Green has some good ones. Yeah, (laughs) see, that's one I think, you know, it takes a lot of time to make your own poke bowl with all the Mm -hmm. components. Yeah, I agree. Delivery do good ones. Best friends, yeah. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the main reason I started Greedy Vegan was because switching to plant-based, I feel like a lot of people don't get enough protein. So the first thing I wanted to talk talk about was protein and the importance of protein from a nutrition side. That's a very good question and obviously a massive part of switching to a vegan diet is replacing the most obvious things that people think about such as meat, eggs, fish, dairy and they are all as we know protein sources. So it's a a very important aspect of a vegan diet to consider Um, and the protein contribution is particularly important with a vegan diet because where you're switching um, your amino acids that are complete with a with a meat, fish, dairy based diet to vegan sources, um, the vegetarian sources that are contributing to the diet don't contain all of the amino acids on their own. So it's very important that you have the knowledge of of the different types of amino acids in different sources of of vegan and vegetarian sources. Um, to make sure you get a complete profile of amino acids in your diet 
um, and we refer to those really as, as high quality proteins such as soy based or, or tofu based products um, and also quinoa being such a high quality kind of vegan and vegetarian based ingredient and, and very natural as we know um, that is really very high in, in lots of different amino acids that make up a complete protein. And due to that as well, because it's not an animal-based protein, you need lots or lots more protein in a vegan diet. Um, it kind of leads on a little bit into um, the nutrients also associated, other nutrients associated with those protein sources, um, which I'm sure we'll touch on a mm. little bit later, I guess. But but thinking about protein now, it is really important, obviously, that the, the vegan diet you do consider um the types of proteins that you're going to include in your diet. So I'm guessing going completely back to basics, if people aren't aware, if people are, then we'll just recap it. In, let's say, a chicken breast, you will have, is it eight or nine of your amino acids? Eight amino acids, Yeah, you have eight amino acids. So when you then replace your chicken with plant alternatives, let's say you're getting quinoa that may only have one of your amino acids or maybe two so then are you saying that obviously you have to be educated on making sure your plate is kind of like they're eating the rainbow or eating colorfully in order to incorporate lots of different amino acids in one bowl in order to get all eight of your amino acids is that kind of the yes that would be um the, the best option in, in that um, that's the best idea to think about it really similar to the rainbow based mm-hmm. diet like you're saying however quinoa is a little bit different because it's it's actually seen as kind of like the holy grail in the vegan diet because oh, it does contain more it's more protein complete than other sources okay um also nuts and things as well but mm. you're you're very right if you think of kind of going back to the quick fire questions on the poke bowl yeah delivery um if you think about that kind of meal in a in a vegan sense if you're having that you might have some tofu you might have some um I don't know tahini um you might have some some cashew nuts in there or soybeans and that's the kind of thing we want to look at similar mm. to what you were just saying there yeah it's kind of then complete okay and then obviously when you're having these alternatives that kind of condenses a lot of maybe the rainbow into one source so when you mentioned about quantity like plant-based consumers naturally do have to eat more let's say you're eating spinach to get certain thing and you have to eat a lot of spinach to get all the nutrients in whereas an alternative if you're quick weekday meal you need a quick fix of your protein I'm guessing that's very good for getting all those nutrients in one substance exactly yeah okay and I'd always recommend as well like starting out on a vegan diet at first just because you don't really realize the difference in protein quantity sometimes Mm. um and you because we're we're kind of taught throughout school etc and throughout our lives that the protein sources mainly I mean it's changing now but Mm. mainly come from meat egg fish etc so I would always recommend kind of tracking that um, yeah for example on my fitness pal or something similar Mm. Just so you can gauge how much much protein you are getting, um, you don't need to continuously do that. It's just to get an idea at first. Yeah, kind of. Because I think people will be surprised about how much protein they actually need in their diet if they like researched it to their body. Because also, I think a classic is googling how much protein should I have. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be an accurate exactly. representation because 
so many things come into play I, I guess when it comes to how much protein one person needs mm-hmm. so doing it with like you say an app would be really good in order to realize how much protein you actually need I think I read that you um you know having a palm of almonds like a handful of almonds a day mm-hmm. is such a good thing to do mm-hmm. to then just get quite a lot of your protein but if you think a palm of almonds it's actually quite a lot like if you're just picking at almonds you might be thinking oh I'm having too much but that palm of almonds is actually quite a lot of almonds so that Mm -hmm. kind of just shows that actually you yeah you'd be surprised at how much you actually need um so other than protein when you do switch to a plant-based diet obviously people are like oh I'm lacking in this and the other what are the common things people do lack in and or like what kind of things should people be adding into the diet or watching in their diet yeah the most common that you'll often hear about is vitamin b12 mm-hmm. um so due to the fact that that is only contained in meat based animal based products sorry mm. um so when you completely deduct that from your diet then then you will unfortunately if you don't do something about it in terms of there are many things you can do but you will become deficient now vitamin b12 as as many of the b vitamins in the complex that particular um, B vitamin is closely related with iron Mm. and it's linked to kind of red blood cell formation. Um, And it's really important um, that we get enough vitamin B12 just because it's also linked to neurological um, function as well. Mm. And there are many, many studies um, that also show that if you were to have very limited B12 over a particular amount of time, so enough to create a deficiency, um, it can con- all, it also controls your serotonin levels, so your your mood and everything is is very related and impacted on by B twelve. Mm. Um, so it's very important. So so naturally, as I said, it is in a lot of meat based products. De- sorry, animal based products. Um, but B twelve sources, in terms of um, for the vegan diet, really is mainly from supplementation, um, mm-hmm. from having a supplement. Okay. Um, what you'll find now, compared to many years ago, is a lot of vegan-based products are actually fortified with B12. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have a look on the label to check that. Um, a lot of kind of plant-based milks are now mm-hmm. becoming more fortified. And if it's um, kind of a direct substitute, they might also decide to fortify. But it is, I guess, for the food industry, quite expensive. So they don't always do that unless yeah. it's a... Unless it's something like the milks, I think it makes more sense um, mm. because people rely on that for quite a large part of their diet if they're mm-hmm. having it with cereal or, or you know, throughout the day with um, drinks, etc. Um, so that that is something that you can do. Um, also, really, um, vegan sources too could be spirulina. That's also a really yeah. good. Really, I actually do add spirulina in a lot of things because I think. Am I right saying B twelve is is iron? It, it's linked, it's linked. it's not it's not uh, yeah it's linked okay it's yeah. linked to iron so I'm so aware of that so I do I wouldn't say I have spirulina every day but I do try and have it at least once or twice a week in my breakfast because yeah. I'm aware that it's I mean it's really strong as well I mean that color it's not, yeah it taste is quite strong yeah too. it's not for the yeah. faint-hearted that is really yeah, strong so exactly. um yeah so I think that is that is a good one and mm-hmm. the key thing as well, going just on the spirulina, is how you store it. Because if you if you do if you keep it in the fridge, keep it cool, it will actually retain that. But B twelve oh. is actually not that stable in terms of heat and light. 
um, it, it will break down. So it's really important, especially with it being a vegan form, to keep it in the fridge so that it's um, yeah, it retains some of those nutrients. Basically, I didn't know that. Mine's currently in a cupboard, so okay, that is yeah. going straight into the fridge <laughs> after this. Yeah, so interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. So that will definitely retain. Um, also on that as well with iron. Iron is actually quite, um, it's found in lots, many, many foods that vegans can eat. Um, it's derived, foods derived derive from soy are particularly rich in iron and lots of beans and pulses. Also back to the B12 linked with leafy greens. Um, and something really interesting with iron is that vitamin C will also increase the absorption of iron. Mm. So iron sources from food uh, derived from meat, uh, sorry, from um animal sources versus mm. plant sources you've got two different type, types you've got heme iron and mm-hmm. you've got non-heme iron and okay. the way they're absorbed is is quite different um and the non-heme iron from vegan sources is unfortunately quite unstable and many things can impact whether that's going to get into your bloodstream um and whether that's going to actually get metabolized so Drinking, for example, coffee and tea, uh, the particular compound in tea, for example, tannic acid, Mm -hmm. can really impact the absorption of iron. And you'll find that if you have an anemic patient, they'll be advised not to have coffee and tea for that reason, just because it really severely inhibits that, whether you Um, are a vegan or not. Yeah. Um, But one thing to look out for really is just to ensure that you do increase your vitamin C intake. Now, what's really good with leafy greens is it's obviously they're very high in vitamin C as well as iron. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good source. But something as simple as, I don't know, if you're having like a fortified cereal, um, many cereals now are fortified with with iron. Mm -hmm. Um, The government have got an initiative that that make you do that. Um, You could also have a glass of fresh orange juice with your breakfast, for example, whilst you're having that. And that will naturally increase the absorption of the iron. Yeah, so that's another one. And also calcium is um, is quite an obvious one because if you're not having milk um, Mm. in your diet... Um, but I'd say that calcium um, is probably one of the least to worry about because it's quite abundant in many of the sources of vegan products that mm. you'll consume. For example, nut milks um, and to- calcium set tofu um, and all going back to the leafy green veg as well. So, yeah, I think that as well. Like I know people often say, well, I hear a lot of people who are in more of my parents' generation who are like, oh, I'm really worried about your generation when you get older and um your bones like your bone strength I'm really worried that you're gonna have brittle bones and I'm always like I don't believe I will like I just think that yeah calcium and vitamin c is in a lot of products and so I'm like or a lot of yeah a lot of veg a lot of is added to a lot of milk so I'm like hopefully anyway I'm pretty sure that we're we're gonna be fine um one thing you keep mentioning which I want to speak about is fortified Mm -hmm. so what does fortified mean and like is this a new thing that's getting into products like yeah explain what fortified is so fortification and and fortifying products basically is where vitamins and minerals and and many that you can also add other nutrients as well are added to products mainly obviously in the food industry they they will do that and it's either somewhere where a particular um health trend is is happening at the moment 
immunity claims are really relevant right now mm-hmm. um and so obviously linked to covid and and all of that that's been happening um so companies particularly juice companies will fortify um their products with vitamin c um and potentially vitamin d as well because the government were talking a lot during the pandemic about vitamin D intake and getting enough um, mm. of the sunshine vitamin. Um, so fortification is just a way to include more of that in our diet. Generally, and hopefully, the food industry do that in more products that we generally consume on a regular basis to yeah. ensure that we kind of incorporate those vitamins and minerals into our diet more. And is that just adding an added, like a, not an additive? Well, I guess it is an additive. Or what would it how is it being fortified like what they're being fortified with is it a kind of a supplement in the ingredients of the product is that kind of the the type of thing yeah so there's two ways actually so you can obviously so so no fortification is always adding um Mm -hmm. a supplement like you say it's a a form of that vitamin or mineral um for vegans something to really watch out for with that actually is is vitamin d fortification because it's naturally derived really from this sounds very odd but lanolin from sheep's wool so it's not vegan it's not suitable for vegan but you can get um vitamin d forms that are that are vegan um but they are chemically synthesized um Mm -hmm. so they they are added um they are vegan friendly um but as a whole all of the kind of vitamins and minerals that are added um are supplement based and and you get natural sources and unnatural sources but they the government kind of limit there are regulations in place and and strict procedures in place to make sure that the forms of added vitamins are are legally controlled Mm -hmm. so there's nothing to worry about in terms of when you look at a label i think it's very topical right now to have a look at certain ingredients that are added and mm-hmm. and I noticed you referred to you were unsure whether it was an additive or not a particular yeah. vitamin and I think that's something that consumers are becoming more aware of now we're reading labels more and we're seeing more of these types of ingredients in there but just to make it clear that vitamins are not additives they they are added so it yeah kind of technically Te- you technically refer is. to it that but in mm-hmm. terms of food and technology uh terms sorry um they are not and uh Mm -hmm. they're very safe to consume and uh, quite natural okay well I guess that kind of leads on quite nicely to my next question which is kind of linked to labels because I think with the plant-based industry right now people are really worried about labels they're worried about the ingredients in some of these products and I agree there is a concern about some brands that are coming out. Obviously, it's a massive rush at the moment. People are producing plant-based alternatives from everywhere, um, which is why kind of at Greedy Vegan, I want to definitely try and promote the good products, the good alternatives. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to start name-shaming brands or anything like that. But yeah, I think it'd be good to hear from like a nutritionist about you know your thoughts on these alternatives and what is in these alternatives and are they good for us or are they highly processed so yeah what do you think about that yeah it's a great question and I think on a lot of people's minds at the moment um let's think back to around 10 years ago um veganism was on growing is Mm. a thing but it's a bit more difficult to be vegan I think I believe um in in a world where uh we're we're getting um we're eating out more um we're relying more on supermarkets 10 mm. years ago that was a growing trend um and back then there weren't really many products on the market 
Now, if we look at today and you go into a supermarket, obviously you'll see lots of these products. And if you go into many different restaurants, you'll have, I don't know, like Beyond Meat Burgers, Mm -hmm. all sorts of different products out there that you can choose from. In terms of consumer preference, if you were to give somebody a product that was made purely in a kitchen and and something you could possibly prepare at home yourself to make it into a a burger patty shape or into a sausage shape... Mm -hmm. Um, it would be absolutely terrible. And I don't think you'd actually want to eat that. And you wouldn't want to buy that again, for sure. Mm. Um, And so in response to that, and for lots of, you know, throughout lots of consumer research that the food industry have carried out, they've responded to those kind of the appeal to consumers and what consumers want, whether that be something closely replicating a meat product or something that's plant-based that's just very tasty, and when it let's say for example we look at cheese uh vegan alternative to cheese sometimes you might need um some kind of thickness in the form of i don't know like a starch for example Mm -hmm. modified starch is a really common ingredient used in vegan cheeses Mm. or like an emulsifier such as uh sunflower lesser thin Mm. these ingredients are needed really to replicate the kind of uh texture mainly Mm. and to make it hold together and when you when you kind of alter the texture of the product, you also control the you could control the kind of water activity, which directly impacts on the shelf life of that product. So it just makes it more stable, and also makes you have a, a closer uh, replica to a cheese product in that particular sense. Yeah. Going back to making something like a burger patty in your kitchen yourself from from plant based foods, it might not work, and that's because mm. again, it's the technology of the of the of the food that's being made. Yeah, you kind of need those ingredients. Um, but what's really important to notice is that on a label, if you were to see quite a few of those ingredients on there, they're really minute. Mm. That they're, they're being used in such small amounts. Um, so when you read an ingredient list you'll always notice it's in disorder descending order of weight mm-hmm. um of the ingredients that have been added into that food so generally you'll see that a lot of these kind of whether it's a stabilizer or emulsifier legally they need to include the actual function of that ingredient so that's why yeah. that's there and you'll notice them further down the ingredients list because they're in small amounts mm-hmm. sometimes very minute and again the levels um of those particular ingredients are uh, regulated so each product category whether that be um a vegan based sausage or, or plant based alternative will have a limit of the actual additive that can be added into that particular category yeah so it's not like these manufacturers are just adding pouring these into the pot you know no, and, yeah. and just doing what they want based on how it looks etc there's a limit to what they can add um Mm. and I think in this world now and we look at where veganism is right now and and your products for example in the boxes Mm. that potentially unfortunately wouldn't have been that way like 10 years ago or even five years ago we've come such a long way because of these technologies and because of additives and and I think we need to stop looking at additives in a negative way and yeah. more of grow alongside them um, and see that, you know, they bring so many benefits compared to compared to not having them in there because yeah. the product itself wouldn't necessarily be what we want to eat. Yeah. It'd be a bit more limited if we avoided them. Mm, no, I'm so happy to hear that because I agree. And I also think that 
with the companies producing these alternatives it's science what they're doing like they are creating something out of different ingredients and it's a form of science so a lot of these long words are often scientific words for Mm -hmm. things are actually quite a simple process or simple ingredient but it might be like the color of a carrot is then it's called something really really long yeah but actually it's just the orange coloring of carrot exactly so I think I appreciate that looking at the back of an ingredients list is really daunting sometimes when you don't understand what it means but actually when you look into it if you have the time to look into it then actually it's not all as bad as it is and a lot of it like you said is texture related so that is really reassuring but then I guess you know with the McDonald's everyone's like oh you know they brought out a McDonald's burger McPlant burger yeah that's not going to be healthy like it's still Mm. McDonald's but so it doesn't yeah I think people are saying yeah see like you know, even McDonald's are doing it now. It's not, these alternatives aren't healthy. No, McDonald's, just because McDonald's is doing a burger, it's not going to be a healthy exactly. burger. Yeah, I think that's like a separate, almost a separate side to veganism now, isn't it? It's almost, mm. there's a, always the fast food side, which generally is going to be unhealthy. And that's yeah. just like an, an, an option there if you want to eat that. And the mm. idea is not that you consume that within your diet every day. Mm. It's having an option if you want to have the fast food that you can't have anymore because you're vegan and, and it's restrictive because that particular fast food outlet doesn't have that product that you that you want to eat. It's just they're responding to that. Mm. Um, so it's not saying, yeah, it's not jumping on the bandwagon and saying that, yes veganism isn't healthy because of these types of products it's what you choose to eat um, in your diet yeah no I completely agree and with some of these alternatives obviously people are looking at labels and obviously that is what you do is there anything that people should look out for I mean are there ingredients that are in some brands and some products that shouldn't be no that's a very good question um I guess really not really ingredients that shouldn't be in there or harmful because food that's produced you know from a from a food manufacturer can't be it has to be safe right so so not really in that way I think in terms of the food itself overall let's say for example um jackfruit based products at the Mm -hmm. moment which are really popular yeah so they're great because they they replicate the kind of texture of meat in a really great way and something like that would be brilliant if you were having um a dinner party where maybe a lot of your um guests were well there's a mix of of both uh, vegans Mm -hmm. and non-vegans and you're making a dish let's say a chicken curry or something and you Mm -hmm. want to kind of replicate that and and don't make sure that the vegans don't feel left out yeah so jackfruit is a great way however um jackfruit isn't a brilliant source of protein actually mm. so if you're looking for something every single you know like for an everyday product yeah. to eat um or incorporate into your diet i guess jackfruit where it's great for the for the texture and a nice to make perhaps an alternative product that you that you miss um maybe if you have switched from being um a meat eater then that's brilliant but but basing that as your protein source perhaps isn't such a a good idea maybe incorporating like chickpeas or other kind of protein sources into that meal Mm. would be brilliant um I think as well thinking about the meal overall like if it's like a breaded escalope that's like corn or or something Mm -hmm. um 
that you know that wouldn't be in the similar sense to in a normal diet you wouldn't eat breaded products every day it's yeah. kind of having that balance I agree um, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and sugar intake as well like mm. just because for example I don't know like a soy based yogurt is soy based it doesn't then mean it's really healthy mm-hmm. um I think it's important to look at the kind of sugar intake to, still and definitely and consider that and potentially as well um this is a topic that I think is a lot on a lot of people's minds in in veganism is is soy itself as well as a, yeah. having that completely in your diet. I think it's again about a balance of different types of protein, not just basing yourself solely on soy. Mm-hmm. It's quite important. Yeah. yeah, no, I think everything in moderation definitely still applies to plant based. Even mm-hmm. yeah, and sugar is such an interesting one. And I'm happy you brought that up because. When I started Greedy Vegan, I actually wanted to stick to savory because I thought lots of plant-based consumers result to sugar or or end up eating a lot of sugar without realizing it because, I don't know, they want to get their protein so they have an energy ball and that's mm-hmm. got sugar in it. And yeah. then they want to have, like you say, they go for yogurt, they go for just a soy. I love Alpro, it's great, but their plain soy has sugar in it mm-hmm. and that's fine but then if you're having that with maple syrup and this and this, the sugar just adds and adds and adds and adds up. So I wanted to stick to savory products because I wanted people to get good products, protein, healthy without the sugar. Because I think there are lots of sugar products on the market anyway, which are great, but they're very easy to get your hands on. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the savory protein aren't as easy to get your hands on. So yeah, the sugar is very, yeah, that's very true. And yeah, the breaded products, I agree, like they're coming to replace the classic fish finger which is great because mm-hmm. you know those who wanted that have now got an alternative but doesn't suddenly mean oh yeah all plant-based alternatives are unhealthy look at this breaded fish product it's like well yeah it's just the yeah. same as the normal one like you're not going to have it every single day exactly so yeah no that is a really really good point um and from again from a nutritional uh point of view in terms of like the plant-based diet i mean do you think it's a good diet to be on? Do you think a flexitarian is, is good? Like, obviously, you know, there's not a good and a bad diet. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's your op- a view on the movement in general? I think um, vegan diets are, are... Well, any diet is healthy as long as you actually look and analyse overall at the nutrient intake that you're having and whether you're meeting your nutritional needs. Because um, we can all survive on you know on the food we're eating but are we actually getting the most from our food and I think Mm. on a vegan basis if you are solely plant-based that's also really healthy but you need to make sure and be very careful and plan out your meals to Mm. make sure that you are hitting your nutritional needs and it doesn't mean to say that you going back to what I said at the beginning about kind of tracking on my fitness pal to look at some of those um those intakes that you're having of particular nutrients I think it's just important at least for six months really just to kind of track and and Mm. gauge okay if I eat this oh I don't particularly meet that need and I need to supplement perhaps um Mm. so I think it's really healthy provided you are meeting your needs and if anything changes such as yeah if if you're looking to get pregnant etc you Mm. kind of consider that as well there are many different aspects and kind of parts of your life you need to think about um when you are a vegan and if you kind of let that slip I think without supplementation it can be a bit detrimental to health potentially longer term Mm -hmm. um my personal view is is 
more fle- I'm, I am a flexitarian basically so yeah. I, I do mix between the two yeah um but I am aware obviously it's not always health related that people will switch to a vegan no. diet it might be their belief as well mm-hmm. um so yes whatever diet you choose to take you just need to to look at that to make sure that you are meeting your nutritional needs yeah no 100% and I think that is the case one a common theme throughout all my um episodes has been on education and like food isn't just fuel like it Mm -hmm. impacts so much of your life and your body and your mind and your sleep and your friendships and everything that actually educating yourself on your needs and what you're hitting what you're lacking is so important on everything in your in your life so yeah it is definitely yeah yeah a good point and I think, like you said, if that means tracking for six months, just so you understand more about your normal diet and like how much of certain things you consume and where you need to increase and decrease Mm -hmm. is actually a really, really good idea. Yes. And it also, obviously, not just on your your own own self, but it also obviously affects the environment too. And that's Mm. a very topical thing at the moment, isn't it? The environmental impact. Absolutely. I think that's what's really interesting and we'll see more of this in the next few months really is whether vegan or plant-based foods are more environmentally friendly or not and Mm -hmm. I think we'll see that there's actually a mixture um there are some interesting BBC podcasts out there at the moment that are talking a lot about this debate yeah um because perhaps the kind of you know the production and all of the water involved in in almond milk really the production of that is that more sustainable um and in a similar sense um in terms of air miles, I was, I was hearing, obviously, blueberries are, are best grown in kind of Latin American countries because the yeah. soil is nutrient rich. And you think about that kind of environment, environmental impact of bringing those over. Yeah. However, if we were to produce them in other climates that perhaps aren't as uh, nutrient rich in their soils, more water is involved and more um kind of other aspects that do affect the environment so it's not there are many different aspects to consider when it comes to the environmental side um and I think we're going to see more of that in the next few months anyway definitely as well obviously yes I think eat locally is definitely something that I've been hearing a lot and I think my grandma was actually the first person to talk to me about that and it is so true I mean I'm guilty I've got an avocado and blueberries on me right now so and they're both definitely not grown in the UK. So I think that is really, really true and something that we will be seeing a lot more of. Um, so yeah, watch the space. Um, so my last question is again to do with food. Um, what would be your last meal? Like you don't have to say it's vegan. Like if you had to have a last meal, starter, main course, dessert, doesn't have to be the you know the healthiest what would be your dream last meal oh gosh okay I generally don't actually go for starters I'm more of a main course and dessert so unfortunately it's going to be fish and chips for my main course yeah and mushy peas of course yes I am northern so Ah. (laughs) that's where that comes from but no that's kind of like my guilty pleasure to be honest but I generally am quite healthy yeah dessert always a sticky toffee pudding yeah 100% yeah good one so instead of your starter would it be like a glass of wine or gin and tonic or something like that for sure would you be wine or gin and tonic oh actually like vodka soda vodka soda (laughs) yeah okay good one that's your go-to amazing well 
Thank you so much for shining some light on these topical questions. I get asked a lot of these all the time and I have got a very small nutritional background but nothing compared to you. So it's been really good to actually get some clarity on some of these questions and I hope people listening will feel a bit more reassured about trying plant-based products now not feeling so daunted so thank you so much and it might not be the end of seeing you around maybe we'll be doing a few more other things too because I think with the plant-based world and everything that's going on people have doubts and that's understandable so let's try and iron out these doubts and yeah make it crystal clear for people so thank you so much no thank you very much for having me yeah it's been great I hope you enjoyed this episode with Holly and it answers some of your questions or queries on alternatives and being plant-based. If you do have any other questions, please email them in at hungry at greedyvegan.uk. I hope you're all off to put your spirulina in the fridge now and I'll see you again next week. (laughs) 